When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. That's oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. We are back on the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Heavy lunch, D. Welch with you. And we have a special guest this week. Blake Anderson, the voice of the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions is here. Blakey, what's up? I was just I was just telling oh. D. Welch the, the new Outlaws game for Xbox is, is, is sick. That's what I've heard. I'm like D. Welch. I'm not on the new generation. I'm not on Flow Money, so I guess I'll have to wait until I get a new Xbox. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess <laughs> on Flow Money, yeah, right. D. D. Welch has a PS3, uh, which is which is like uh, I, high school. Hey, like that was in high no, school, but right? I can, but I can play my PS2 games, which include the yeah. original World of Outlaw game, Dirt to Daytona, NASCAR Thunder, you know, all the good games. So I can still I play those mind. on my PS3. So I can keep playing NCAA college football. Yeah, exactly. Well, with the, with the, new, uh, with the new rules, there should be a new one coming out here next year, I think. Yeah. Next year, next July. Not that I'm counting down. Then you can play it as Iowa and, uh, you know, punt every fourth down. Hey, punting you know. is winning. <laughs> punting is winning. Steve-O. I think they punted like 15 times one game and still won. Yeah, we, we did. We cheer for the punter. Like, I was at the game this weekend, and when Tory Taylor bombed his first punt, the crowd, that was the loudest the crowd was in the first quarter. <laughs> like, he gets just... cheered when he rolls on the field. <laughs> Big Ten football for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> big ten, big ten Midwest football. No, uh, speaking of the Midwest, um, the All Stars ending their season at Fremont coming up Friday and Saturday. Um, was just looking at your guys' points. It looks like Sunshine's going to wrap this thing up this weekend. No, 
Yeah, I mean, he if he beats Peck, I think it's he's up 120. So if he beat if he wins and beats Peck by 14 spots, that locks it up, or beats him by 15 spots, that locks it up on Friday. Otherwise, he just has to take a qualifying lap on Friday, essentially, and then push off for qualifying on Saturday, and that will pretty much lock the title up. So it's not we what don't if- have a thrilling points battle to talk about, I guess, for at least atop the points. Blake, you've been around a long time now, obviously, with the All-Stars, too. but and, and we've talked about it a lot, Sunshine making the transition, the jump to wing racing last year full-time and um, you know, just kind of doubled down this year and, and continues the success. So what have you seen from those guys this year that has just allowed them to, to kind of double up and, and be the car to beat again? I think it's been the consistency this year, Dylan. They've really got rid of kind of those quote-unquote bad nights. Like their bad nights are really pretty darn solid nights. If you look through the season, 50 races, and our first two races were non-points races, so 48 races this year, and they've got 40 top 10s and 33 top 5s. So, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's pretty darn hard to beat when your bad nights are still inside the top 10. You mentioned that the, the points gap is, is rather large. I think it's 120 points going into Friday at Fremont. However, Peck, I mean, are, you could argue Peck probably had a better year than Courtney. He has eight wins, uh, you know, 29 top fives, 36 top tens. You know, Courtney had four more top fives and, and four more top tens. It really does take just about four races. Um, uh, I think it was – I think I might have been on the, the races that Peck was on, like in New York where he had like a couple, you know, issues like under Rhett, you know, under a caution, like when you know, leading or, or, you know, it just takes like four races to lose the, the championship, but he had a really good year. Yeah. I, he had a phenomenal year. You're exactly right there at heavy lunch that he had a couple of runs there through New York where really the first swing through New York in July. And then our last swing in August after nationals where he was running first or second and something happened, had to go to the work area. And it goes from a night where he would have chipped off a couple of points to Tyler's lead to where he loses 20 to 30 points and you have four or five of those nights and all of a sudden you're staring down as you mentioned 120 point gap instead of a a really close gap and that's really been the difference is Tyler hasn't had but a couple uh, uh, maybe one DNF all year long and a couple of races that were really outside of the top 10 and, and Justin's had a handful of more and when he's had those Tyler's finished fourth fifth third you know right in there and really been able to add to that points leader but Peck's year this year has been very, very strong. And I feel like if they come back next year, and then Tyler does, it's going to be once again kind of a pick em as to who would win the championship in 2023 because it's tough to – you think that if Justin can eliminate a couple of those bad nights, we've got a heavyweight title about going into Fremont. Who else impressed you this year? There was, there was a lot of guys that, that found victory lane and, and – so a lot of those were all-star regulars, but who else kind of jumped off the page at you this year as guys that maybe took a leap or, or you know, were better than you expected them to be? I think Hunter Schurenberg took a nice leap this year. He goes last year from one win to four wins this year and, and finding speed. Hunter struggles maybe in central Pennsylvania, but this year those struggles seem to be not quite as bad as they were a year ago as they kind of get things rolling. Bill Baylog was a guy that I felt like improved this year. Just he had kind of similar to Peck, had some just terrible luck in a couple of races with some freak things breaking or getting a flat tire, but really started to improve and got stronger in central Pennsylvania. And I, uh, that's the place where it's 
I feel like our championship is kind of won and lost, and you can really gain some points and lose points. Is Central Pennsylvania because their locals are so strong that if you can run inside the top ten, and we go to Williams Grove, Port Royal, Lincoln, those are going to be pretty strong points night season. No doubt about it. Here's a trivia question for Dylan mainly. I know Blake knows the answer, and 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 our audience can think about this. Who won the most All Star races this year? D Welch. Uh, All Star features, Peck, right? Incorrect. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess he tied him. He tied him. Tie right? now. Yeah. Yeah. There's so a, I'll there's give a tie. you a hint. The driver that's tied with him only has 21 starts with the All Stars this year. That's tied with Pack. Yeah. yeah. Not a regular, obviously. Mm. It's got to be a PA. It's had a guy. strong season. Yep. Um, Macri. Yep. Good call. It's uh, pretty impressive. It's him. He's got yeah. eight. It's either him or Mark, right? What's that? I said it's either him or Marks, right? <laughs> yeah, Marks has five all-star wins this year and 28 starts, and Peck ha- or Macri has eight and 21 starts, which is pretty incredible when you think that's a that's pretty good. 35% winning percentage. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's a crazy number there for Macri. I would love to see them. Uh, they put their hat in the ring to go full-time all-star racing a couple years ago and then decided to bow yeah. out. Um, at the, at the last minute, I would love to see them try. Um, you know, there's, there's other teams like, you know, Cole Macedo, uh, and the Ray Brooks team, they dominated Ohio this year. Like it would be cool to see them. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like silly season Blake started pretty early on this year, you know, with Zeb leaving, um, you know, the family owned car going to Rudine, uh, Eliason ended up with Bernie, you know, Cap Henry, who, who, what he's third, is he third or fourth in points, right? Like he lost well, his yeah, ride. I, I think, I think he's fallen back a little now, but obviously for missing a weekend, but I mean, Cap had a solid season going and you just, I, I, it's hard to speculate what happened there. I guess we never really know what goes on behind the scenes in that, but at face value, I felt like lane racing had exceeded expectations to me and, and really had a strong season going. And you look as we, he got let go of three races left Eldora last year. He was top five at four crown with us. And then going into Fremont this weekend, I don't think, that Cap is considered a contender when we roll into Fremont. I think Cap Henry is the favorite when we go to Fremont. Yeah, no doubt about it. He has a lot of laps around that place. Uh, and and he'll probably end up being in the farmer car again, and we'll see what he can do uh, with the That's All-Stars the this week. And I mentioned, you know, you know the 28 car with Cole Macedo. He was actually the winner last year in the finale at Fremont. Um, so a lot of these Ohio locals can win this weekend. There's no question about that. Yeah, Fremont, because it, Attica, I feel like maybe we have just a little bit of an upper hand when we go to Attica because it it doesn't quite slick off quite as much, where Fremont gets so slick and it's so technical that it's one of those tracks that I feel like maybe the locals have a little bit of an upper hand, especially since we've only been there twice this year, and a lot of our guys haven't been had a chance to run many local shows there. So we're rolling in there, and our regulars have two nights at Fremont during – Ohio Sprint Speed Week when it was 90 degrees out. Well, this weekend it's going to be low 50s to the 40s by the time we hit feature time. So it's going to be cold and slick. And I appreciate that. I don't know about you guys, but I appreciate a slick racetrack and how it kind of puts it in the driver's hand and not as much of just who can stand on the gas and make it go the fastest. 
Yeah, we need that one more time this year. We need it to just be a true true test to end the year, right? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Dylan loves a great, a good slick track, right? I do, of course. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's a good time. Yeah. So um, check out the All Stars. They raced this weekend um, at Fremont. It's it was a good year. Um, you know, Peck and Courtney battling for the championship and. Looks like Courtney's probably going to come out uh, on top. Blake, we'll just ha- we'll just have you stay here for our uh, Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week, uh, brought okay. to you by uh, Jason and Kim at Sun Dollar Restoration. Um, they did not send me their hat shakes this week, but um, I'm sure they're they're congratulating Zebby on a what is it fifth in points right now? Uh, he's ten behind Cap, so he could points. he could catch Cap. Absolutely, that's five spots. So, um, but sundollar.net is where you can visit them. Water, fire, mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. They'll put a roof on your house as well. Uh, I saw Aaron Reitzel won the first night Thursday at I-30 Speedway in Little Rock, Arkansas with uh, the ASCS National Tour and the Short Track Nationals. Then didn't, uh, well, Sam Hayfertip ended up finishing it and then he had some strong words for Reitzel. That was was a a rivalry brewing over from the old ASCS days, right? That's stemming, yeah, for quite some time. I mean, they raced a lot. Aaron won the ASCS championship in 2015 and hasn't done a ton of 360 racing since. And Aaron won on Friday, and then they it was really Reitzel and Hayfertip at the Short Track Nationals finale on Saturday night and threw some sliders at each other. But, I mean, I appreciate that. I love a good rivalry, and I feel like we need that in racing. I know that you guys are both on the same page, but it makes it fun. I mean, it kind of throws a little gasoline onto the fire that we didn't maybe know maybe was simmering the last couple of years, but I feel like now the flame's back there. I think uh, his words were, Dylan, uh, a piece of shit move, I think is what he said, which I didn't, I didn't think it was that All bad. I just fate. thought it was hard racing. I just thought it was hard racing. I didn't. I'll have to ask Sam about that. He's going to be on my show today, and I – I caught bits and pieces, but I didn't ever think that there was anything like, whoa, that was kind of an egregious move. I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but nothing stuck out to me. I'll have to go back and rewatch the highlights. (laughs) It always seems worse in the car, right? I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been in a car. You have. So we're taking your word for it, Dylan. (laughs) It always does. (laughs) Grass is green. Sky is blue. Kyle Cummins won at Kokomo. Uh, so that's, uh, he, that was, I don't think he's lost at Kokomo this year. Maybe one race. I think Grant yeah, beat him during SmackDown. He, he, he led every single lap and won by like seven seconds at the SmackDown. Uh, Tanner Carrick, Silver Dollar Speedway winner. Cannon McIntosh won at Sweet Springs. Sweet Springs. Wow. Lance DeWeese, that was Rain Shorten, right? He won at Williams Grove. Yeah. 10 lap feature, I think, is the second shortest feature in World of Outlaws now Synergy Drink Sprint Car Series history. Call that a win. Isn't there isn't so, there some kind of rule that's like halfway? No, nope. They changed that uh two or three years ago, I think it was. They changed it to the point where they can just deem it a race at any point. Cause that kind of got them in a pickle 2015-ish when they started a feature and they had to go back. It was at Deer Creek, Minnesota. Craig Kinzer ended up winning. They had to go back and finish like the last 20 laps of a feature, and that's all they had to do. So they had to tow all the way back to a racetrack to run 20 laps. So I think that's when they changed it as to, hey, we can deem it 
a complete feature at any point. So we don't have to come back to a racetrack, especially if, because back then if they started it, they had to go back. They couldn't say we're not coming back. So you had to drive all the way out of your way at some point to get back there where Williams Grove would have been a little bit easier because they're out there right now. But say it's out in California and it's the last week out there. It's it's their discretion. They can decide like who the winner is basically. I mean, they were going to be racing there the next night potentially. Yeah, which I think that was the plan potentially was, and then they saw, I would have, I don't know, I haven't talked to my cast, but looking at the weather, I mean, I think the writing was on the wall that Hurricane Ian was coming right up towards them and they were going to struggle to get the races in that next night because I think they ended up canceling Saturday night, like nine or 10 in the morning. It wasn't like it was late in the afternoon. I mean, they, they knew it was coming and they had a plan in place and now they're going to make it up, I think on the 22nd in two weeks. But yeah. Lance win 109 at the Grove. Then again, I mean, uh, well, Lance is the only one that got paid the entire weekend. Well, I guess the, the rest of the field did too. Yeah. That's the thing. You at least give them some money for towing out there. If you, if you, you know, towed out, you know, all the way out there um, and yeah. for that first feature and ending it. So, um, yeah, it's, that was interesting. It's especially interesting because they're going to come back and they can just race that feature again uh, on Friday. But that's, that's fine. DJ Foose won a 305 race at Fremont. Greg Wilson. Uh, the 97 car might be one to watch this week, no? You want a Fremont? Fourth win Fremont this year. And the, and the 97, uh, you know, that's probably one of the better years they've had in a long time. With especially, you know, thought- Greg, you know, towards the end of their, his career, I mean, that was that's a, big, that's a big year. I talked to Greg at the Four Crown Nationals about the Jim and Joey and Ford Classic this weekend and said, hey, you're, that was before he was, only, he was at three wins at that point, obviously, because this was last weekend. He told me, he said, our eyes, like, we are focused. We aren't sure that what we're going to do the following weekend because we want to be locked in on hopefully winning the Ford in two weeks. And, boy, they, they've got her on kill at Fremont right now. That's for sure. No question. That was his uh, last Jake Swan. Was his there. last All-Star win was at Fremont. When was that? 2015, Speed Week. It's been that long. I think that was Man. his last one. He hasn't won since 2015. It, I believe it was that one. He won Pittsburgh like the week before, maybe, at PPMS. Let's see, his last one. Yeah, that was his last All-Star win with 625-15. Greg Wilson on your dirt draft team, D. Welch, or what? Oh, yeah, you know it. Big dirt draft guy. Putting the bottom. Didn't he put putt to the bottom all the way to a, a like a fifth-place finish with the Outlaws at Eldora, didn't he, or – was that with you guys? Yeah. And it, uh, that was with us. Charged from 22nd to 5th or 6th right in there. I mean, shoot, at Eldora, his, his outlaw went there in 2015 or 16. He was rolling the bottom, and everyone else was up top, and he was so far ahead of him, we all thought Shane Stewart won. Legitimately, I was like, <laughs> I was getting ready to wait to interview Shane Stewart and Greg Wilson, and he won by like seven seconds. I mean, it was stupid. <laughs> I remember someone saying they were they were watching that and they thought it was the B main, so they were like taking their time at the concession stand. <laughs> Greg is, when it I was gonna say stand. I have a I have a great I have a great Levi Jones story about that Greg Wilson race uh, that I will share uh, after we wrap this Off- show up. <laughs> offline, <laughs> yeah, offline. He, I mean, if he finds something on the bottom, though, watch out because he's gonna be the only one oh. that finds it. <laughs> most of the time yep. uh yep and then uh we, we talked about hey for winning uh the short track nationals i don't 
Andrew Felker won at Sweet Springs with Power Eye National Midgets. And Jake Swanson won at Circle City. I think that was just a local show. That's all I got. Yeah. Right, am I missing anything, boys? Do I... Nothing sticks out so. to me. No. All right. Who's your guys' hat shakes? Go ahead. You want Bill. me to start? Okay. Yeah. I'll give one to Felker um, because that was the Chad Shields Memorial, which um, was a, a cool win for him, I'm sure, because Andrew used to race for Chad and um, who passed away, I think, last year from, from cancer maybe. Um, and so I'm sure that was a, a special win for him. And it's always good to see Felker back in victory lane. He didn't get to do it very much anymore. So it's one for the part-timers. I like that. My hat shake Good. for the week is going to go to the, the Clay family, Joe and, and Tracy Clay with I-30 Speedway, you know, giving 60 years of racing to Central Arkansas and Little Rock and a cool racetrack. I mean, one of my favorites, Hammer Hill. I-30 was incredible, unfortunately, going away. But uh, a big hat shake to them for giving the racing community such an awesome racetrack for the last six decades. Hell Yeah. Uh, who did I say mine was? D Welch. Oh, um, I racing and uh, the outlaws and those guys got to give them credit for the game they made. Uh, the you know big big Xbox guy. Been you know a lot of us that flow been in the servers. Uh, you know tearing it up. You know sliding the shit out of each other. Uh, so it's it's uh it's been a fun game so far. Uh, and that's that's where my uh, sun dollar hat shake goes. So those those guys making that that video game pretty sweet. Please tell me What's if you your, design your own car, you have heavy lunch on the wing cap. Yeah, it just got a bunch of cheeseburgers on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I like about it is, like, I never really got into the whole iRacing thing. Like, uh, I used to race Artifactor, you know, and, and the Boss Sprint cars and all that. And, and um, you know, that was cheap. You know, it was free. Like, uh, whereas... Um, I racing just, you know, cost too much for me and my wife, you know, my wife would never let me dedicate like hours and hours of practicing. So that's what I like about this game on the Xbox. You can just turn it on and just freaking, you know, flip track to track to track 12 laps. You never have to practice, you know, race the shit out of each other. Uh, Do you remember when you came over to my house, my old house a couple of years ago and played my I racing and wrecked like the (laughs) second lap? (laughs) It was a league race, wasn't it? And you're like, you want to race it? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Tyler, give me, give me some had, beer. You know, Let's go. Tyler's had like eight <laughs> beers, you know, drives down into this corner, just stuffs it right in the fence. I just that, 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 was, that was the end of his iRacing career. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. Story of his life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was great. Um, before here, though, we do um, – you knew Rick Eshelman, right, Blake? Uh, that, that's yeah. just such a sad deal, man, That what happened this yeah. week. I mean, Dylan, obviously, your fiance Hannah, knows Rick very well, and i feel working with Rick all season. But Rick was truly just one of those guys that he, I, I don't think I ever saw him in a bad mood, and I think every interaction I had with Rick ended in a laugh and a smile. Like, he just could – he had that effect on people where he could just go up, talk to anybody, and he, he could bring a smile to anybody's face. And I know that sounds cliche because when we lose people, a lot of people say that, but I truly mean that. I, I had so many interactions with Rick through the last decade where he brought smiles to people and you missed his cheesy jokes because he could tell some cheesy joke that you've heard 10 times, but it was funny because the way he would tell it and his, his lines he would throw out while you heard him a lot. They were always funny and always brought a smile to your face. And 
I mean, through through the dirt late model world, there are two iconic voices tied to that sport, and it's James Essex and Rick Eshelman. And those guys have been on the call of some legendary races. He's going to be a guy that's truly missed. And I think for him, it, it, it really does show you just don't know what demons people are fighting. Because that was a guy you just never would have guessed it was was struggling on the inside because he cared for other people so much that it's sad. And I just, I guess the, the thing that I learned from it and maybe not learned, but I think it emphasized is to just try to be a kind person and watch what you say on social media, maybe bad about people because they do read that. And that does have an effect on people, whether we have the tough skin that it, we can kind of shake it off. It, it does have a lasting effect and maybe just, just be kind, I guess is what comes out of it for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know him even as well as you did, Blake, but obviously, um, you know, Hannah did. And, and so I, I've met him a couple times just through Hannah and everything and, and you know, certainly would echo the same things that um, as somebody who's not a late model person, uh, but has kind of started to become one just because of, of, you know, paying attention to it through what Hannah does and stuff, uh, certainly respected him and, and what he did and what he meant to that sport. And, and I think, you know, you see all the tributes and everything and, and they all speak for themselves, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always a good reminder. And it's, it sucks that this is what it takes for that reminder to be, you know, present, but, um, you know, certainly thinking of his family and, and everybody that was close to him and, and all the racers that, uh, you know, are, are going to kind of have a void to fill when they, when they go to the racetrack now, cause their races certainly won't be the same without him. Unfortunately, uh, I never met him, um, but I did love the way he called a race, and he was a very sir. So, um, you know, thinking about the family and those affected by, um, by the passing of uh, Rick Eshelman, uh, the voice of the World of Outlaw Late Model Series. Uh, also, we're sending our thoughts and prayers to um, the, the, those affected by Hurricane Ian, uh, too. The, the pictures coming out of Florida are just incredible. Like, the, uh, you, can't, you can't draw this up. I mean, the the hurricane that hit there, um, you know, hit in an area that r- rarely hits. So um, I know those guys are, are battling it. There's racetracks down there that are affected. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's racers who live down there um, that are affected. So those, those of you that are watching, uh, we're, our prayers are out to them, right? Absolutely. No doubt. And while we're, while we're doing a thoughts and prayers segment, certainly want to, you know, make note of DJ Vanderlei too, Ty. I don't think we've done a show since, yeah. Uh, since his accident. So um, there's a GoFundMe page that's set up for him to help, you know, his family with the medical costs and everything that they're going to have uh, on their shoulders. But uh, as a North Carolina guy and a Millbridge guy, you know, DJ's, you know, local and close to all of us and, and certainly want to, you know, lift him up too. Good call. That's right. Uh, we have to have a little bit of a serious segment in here. So uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone. Um, what are we getting at the concession stand? Let's let's lighten it up here at Fremont. What what? Uh, I mean, I grew up there, but I, what what's your go to, Blake? I mean, it's one of the few tracks in the area where I can go get a good walking taco. It takes me exactly. back to being back home in Iowa. So it's I a think walking Fremont, taco. I mean, so Waynesfield was the walking taco like in Ohio that I liked, but like Fremont has jumped there. Like it's 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 you know it's towards the top three of walking tacos and racing. You know Millbridge is obviously really good, um, but uh, you know the, I like the jalapeno option. You know you can you can throw yep. like some six jalapenos on there. That makes or break a walking taco at a concession stand for me if they have an option to get some jalapenos and some onions, you know kind of flavor it up. 
I agree. The more jalapenos, the merrier. Like it's, I don't think it's possible. I'll, I'll take one with every bite if possible. Don't limit me. Let me put a pound of them on there. <laughs> we need to keep those away from heavy. I don't know that he needs all that spice in his, I, in his true. walking taco. That's true. Well, there'll be a couple trip. There'll be a couple trips to, uh, <laughs> I'll tell yeah, the account down there. Dylan yeah. will stop by. You see yeah. a big guy come yeah, through. They got, walking, talking. They got a tally Seven system on the wall there. That's all right. That's, that's, that's the count. Yeah, shut it down. <laughs> How's the weather looking? Is it going to be warm? It's going to be you know be a nice little fall fall evening. It's going to be brisk. The highs, of course, Wednesday, Thursday, the highs are in the seventies. Then we get to Friday, Saturday, the highs are in the mid fifties. So going to be chilly but it's the last weekend of racing at fremont it's always a neat event we've had great crowds there the last couple of years so they've got a band every every day too and some cool stuff throughout the day so they truly are trying to build this into being an event and i feel like it's starting to get a little bit of that feel oh yeah i love that racetrack it's a good racetrack uh i drove over to wayne county for the for the high limit race that didn't happen dude that was a weird day because like it would rain, stop, rain, stop. And like every time the rain would roll in, it was like 10 degrees cooler. D Welch was there. It was, that was a weird, that was a weird Ohio day right there. That's Ohio is like uh, pretty much like Florida, you know, in the summer. Like you can't predict when it's going to rain or when it's not going to rain. Except the average age is a little lower. <laughs> yeah. Not many people go to retire in Ohio. That's for damn sure. Beautiful, beautiful this time of year though. Yeah. It's wonderful. It is. <laughs> it's it's great. All right, Blake. Well, thanks for coming on the show. So, uh, so after you know this, you, you're going to go to Gateway, right? You're going to work there. You're going to work the shootout. Or, yep. Well, not the shootout, but the Chili Bowl, right? The shootout. Yep. Gateway and Chili Bowl are my next couple races, and I don't know. I need to talk to Rigsby and figure out Sonoy with the late models. That's a potential race there, mm-hmm. but uh, it's pretty much full on of PRI banquet marketing stuff you know getting our marketing decks updated and maybe trying to find a couple extra sponsors for next year that we can toss into the points fund and continue to grow that but it's like you blink here and we get through the next six weeks and then it's thanksgiving gateway pri and then you blink again christmas new year and then it's chili bowl and the next thing you know we're down in florida racing again so it's the off season it really isn't much of an off season no, then then you'll get an email in your inbox. What's the All Stars driver list this year from you know me yeah, or whoever? We'll get that coming in. Like, we'll get that in a month. I mean, we already have people asking for our schedule for next year, and I don't think when we since we've had the series, the earliest we've dropped the schedule is Thanksgiving. And Guy Webb, there were points in his reign where he dropped the schedule in March. So these people asking <laughs> for our schedule already, like folks, we have never released our schedule before Thanksgiving, hardly maybe once. And that was the week before. So we're hustling. We're hard at it. But it'll be out Thanksgiving to PRI, somewhere in that time. I can promise that. PRI at the latest. We'll be sitting at the edge of our seats waiting for that. Uh, oh, Blake, me thanks too. for coming I mean, on the show. I don't, even have any, I don't have any teasers I can drop. So I'm on the edge of my seat for it as well. But thanks enjoy. for having me. I love joining you guys. It's always fun. Yeah. Enjoy Fremont and the great state of Ohio. I'll see you there. Yeah, you will. You will send me there. <laughs> D. Welch, you're not going, right? Yeah, uh, I could. I'm off this weekend. Maybe I'll maybe I'll drive up there and see you guys. When, when are you racing? Drive. Yeah, that short drive. Yeah, 
a lot of the uh, viewers and listeners of the show just are, are fans of your racing. Like, when are you going to race again, D. Welch? I mean, even Blake wants to know. I don't know, T-Bone. You need to find me some sponsors. Is the Chili Bowl, is it the last hurrah this year? I honestly don't know at this point. I, uh, I can't quite decide if I want to run. Yeah, I can't quite decide if I'm going to run or not. So, You know, he's getting married. That's the worst that's the worst part is like, I feel like I could probably go back there and, and make the show again. Like with these, with you well, know, as many good guys as apparently aren't running. Well, T-Bone's making all that's this money. Tell him to just buy you a ride. 10 grand. He's got NASCAR I money. I know he's got, D. he's D. got the NASCAR I, money now. D Welch and I are approaching. What is it? Is this, uh, our 300th show of all time? 200, right? like between okay. and, no, 300. No, I don't think stuff, so. I think right? it's 200. Yeah, it it's might be tough. I think it's I think it's two hundred. I'm a little off there. Two hundred. I'm on like Anyways. seventy. Yeah. So, but that's Blake, combined. It's, it's two hundred episodes. It's it's two hundred episodes, and I still cannot get him to give me a rip the fence or a loud pedal podcast sticker to put on the car. That has been a, a project four years in the that's making, and it still has not happened. Hey, don't if you that's if getting, you want to talk about projects that are in the making. I've heard from him maybe five or six times that he's got a microphone from Flow for me to use for my show. I've been here to, for over a year. Still don't have it. <laughs> Still don't have, have it. that. It's right back here behind, behind so, the wall. But no, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna say was I'm retiring as as oh D Welch's marketer for his racing career. I've done it. I've done it for 200 episodes, which is like four years, four or five years since we've been doing this podcast. Uh, and it's like. I've, Very you know, like, I get him, I get him rides and he turns them down. Like he, he was offered a ride in PA. He didn't go race that, uh, you know, he, I gave I printed off a sticker for the chili bowl. What was it last year? Two years ago. He didn't even put it on the car. Like I, I'm pretty sure I am retiring from being uh D just marketer. I think, I think you should just go out uh, the way, you know, your best chili bowl ever last year. Just go out that way. You know? Yeah, maybe I will. But who's to say I won't be back in 2024? That was, like, honestly, your best Chili Bowl last year, wasn't it, of your entire career? I mean, that in 2016. I feel like it's hard to make the show now. 2016 2016 was better because I beat Larson in the heat race, even though he went, like, eighth to second, and I started on the pole and won, but I still beat him. doesn't matter. Yeah. I still – we still remind him that – studley beat him in a chili bowl and that was the year that larson hung it in the fence in like his heat race and didn't race the rest of the week that's right the anchor man our story we tell it how we want yeah exactly the kevin studley j main no uh robert bell has been offering me his ride uh for the chili bowl and that's what i don't want to do it though because i don't want to that's what we but need to do, Blake. Do, like, do you think I would I be faster in a more. Bell car or a Murdoch car? Like, which car is faster? A Robert Bell car or a Johnny a Murdoch, Murdoch car? Yeah, I mean, a Johnny Murdoch car is probably going to at least, like, go down the racetrack. Robert's, but, I mean, you, not, you, you don't know. Robert Bell. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, where, that's the story, is that you're in the, you're in the I, 71 and a half. I'll be honest. This is going to sound mean. And I don't intend it to be mean, but I would love to see heavy lunch in a midget. I would too. <laughs> I think that that's what we should do, Blake. Forget me running. Let's put all our all our eggs in the 
get heavy to the chili bowl basket be more and find him a ride. Honestly, be more to just, honestly, to just fire off a car and to stand on the gas would literally like, like it would literally con- be like the, the highlight of my life. Like that would, that feel like that would be incredible. My entire life. Yeah. Huh? It could be all flow content. This works both ways here. Like be thrilling. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, I mean, but like I'm getting a little cocky here. Like m- maybe we should like hit up Tim Clawson or something. Like he's giving out rides to like Tony Kanan and then <laughs> like maybe at least at least give myself the chance to to make TV race. Like I think something. the Bell Midget is more your speed. If we're being honest, yeah. that thing the Clawson Marshall car is a little too fast for you. I think I think yeah. I'd I'd make we, me nervous. Walk before we run here. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you crawl, beat Robert crawl, in the really. Chili Bowl this year, if he races and you beat him, then we, you know, we can maybe start to consider moving up the ladder a little bit. Well, I don't think he was. He doesn't have a second car. I can't race him, right? Well, maybe he does. I mean, if you bring him a thousand bucks, he might be able to go find something. <laughs> what if we just entered uh, him on Monday and me on Tuesday in the same car? And whoever, whoever <laughs> is better runs on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Whoever has the better prelim night gets to race again. I couldn't be more in on this. Like Ross Weiss did it. I mean, let's go. I don't want to copy Ross. I mean, well, no, that's and, the thing. Yeah, that, that was five years ago. So now we need a flow. Uh, we need a flow competitor here. Yeah, Larson's gone. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Boom. Yes, boom, boom. There it is. There's your there's your marketing pitch to your bosses. Larson's gone. We don't have a flow car. Here's our opportunity. We can give the whole car the flow, the the feather. You know, the whole car could be flow wrapped. We'll give you the whole car, <laughs> Larson. You only got part of it. We'll give you the whole car. We'll give you the whole car, like you own the Colfax Comets car. <laughs> I mean, if you bring money, <laughs> Tom, you could for you could for a price probably heavy. Oh sure, <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't know why we you don't go down this route. We could track down some money, absolutely. Oh, I don't know. We'll Kevin see. Now, I mean, we get safety equipment, Desiree at Simpson. I mean, boom, everything's rolling. Dave Sharpley, our buddy. I mean, he'll, he'll help yep. us out. You know, Dave, will yep. give you, Dave and Tino help you out. I saw him last night. <laughs> you don't think I could fit in Robert's seat? Do yeah. I want to go in Robert's seat? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Yeah. Is is that seat from the eighties? <laughs> yeah, probably. No, he's. I think he's got a. He's got a butler built. A uh, yeah, he does. One of the midget seats, I think. So it's he at least probably up to. It's probably within you know within code from like the last five years or so. Oh man! All right, we'll think about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Enjoy the racing at Fremont this week. Uh, Thanks for joining me. The Loud Pedal Podcast. I don't know what episode it is, but we're getting close to 200 total. That's all I know. Not 300. We know that much. (laughs) Not 300. See you next week, y'all.